Welcome to another episode of Middle Ground with JLE LLC, where we treat you like family. We're in season 10. That is the theme song, Detroit Love, off my first album, The JLE Experience. Only music and copyright. We got another great guest for you today. Make sure I make sure I look at everything righteous. We have a fellow Cooley High alum, makeup artist with <laughs> doll faces, makeup artistry, Kelly Edge. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you for doing it. No problem. All right. First part of the show is going to be about you and your brand. So first question, what led you to become a makeup artist? Well, I started off doing hair in college super long ago. Um, and I decided after I completed hair school that I no longer wanted to do hair. But I still wanted to be in the beauty atmosphere uh, when it comes to just making women feel beautiful about themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I love makeup. So I started doing it. Um, and then my friend, uh, Siobhan, she started to doing it as well. And we decided to join forces uh, and come together and make women feel beautiful about themselves, whether it's internal, external. Um, we are happy to contribute to any type of positive impact that, you know, is on a women's life, woman's life. Okay. Next question. So what is Doll Faces Makeup Artistry? Doll Faces faces Makeup Artistry is uh, two women, of course, uh, that do makeup. We have our separate clients. We do makeup separately, but we do come together uh, and do events. Uh, We've done uh, charity shows. We have done um a lot of things for the community but pretty much you know we're just a team of two women that do makeup together uh we do weddings homecomings proms uh our season is very busy right now because of course it's summertime we got a lot of weddings prom season um graduation so we're busy but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're we're a a, a team of makeup artists <laughs> now y'all both the owners of the company we are both co-owners in the company Put your right name up your CEO. <laughs> Put the right accolades up there for people. Absolutely. Okay. Um, talk about services. All right, because we're doing this a little different. So now, promote anything you got going on or upcoming. So uh, make sure that everybody follows our social media, uh, Dow Faces Makeup Artistry on Facebook, Instagram. If you have any questions, we are going to start doing classes too, uh, makeup classes. We do already do individual classes if you want to do a one-on-one class, um, but we're going to start an event when we are going to do makeup classes when everybody brings their own makeup. We ask questions that women are afraid to ask, um, and it's a little bit more personable than going into like Macy's and buying makeup you actually can consult with us and ask questions about what works for you and we're going to be completely honest we're not trying to sell you anything but we're going to be completely honest so we're going to do a makeup class i'll make sure of course to update everybody on that but at this point just follow us on social media if you have any questions or if you want us to come to any type of makeup parties or do parties we are available for all service we've done kids parties uh we've done all type of events so we're available Make sure you follow us, like us, share the page. We are happy for any type of exposure. I also see somebody, a Jeep girls or something. You yeah, you. yeah. And, and Shavana, both of us, have our, we have the Jeep girls of Detroit. Uh, we do events for them as well. We both have uh, Jeeps, so we are in the Jeep club together. Make sure you follow us on social media as well on Jeep, club, Jeep girls of Detroit. Uh, we do um, a lot of people, especially during this time, 
sorry, my computer went out. They do like drive-bys. I don't want to call it a drive-by. I should guess I should call it like a um a Jeep K. That's what we call it. Okay. We do Jeep Ks. We ride past like birthday parties, proms, uh, graduation. We blow the horns. We cheer. Um, and then, of course, if you need somebody to escort you, we've done that as well. So, yes, follow Jeep Girls of Detroit as well. Okay. Anything else you got going on? Jeep Girls with a Z. I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeep Girls of Detroit. <laughs> okay. I'm going to that down myself. And I am also a mortgage processor as well. So if you are in the business of purchasing your your uh, your own home or refinancing, please send me a message on social media, Kelly Edge, if on Facebook. I am happy to assist with your questions, and if I can't assist with any questions, I am happy to direct you in the right direction, get you set up with a mortgage banker, so we can get you into the home buying business. Anything else you got going on? <laughs> That's oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> okay. Now we're about to get to the meat of the show because I've been noticing you've been promoting mental health and therapy, which is pretty dope. Yes. I thought this would be a dope conversation. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the show will be based on that and how you got to that point. Yes, absolutely. Tell me a minute to come up with some decent questions to ask you. Okay, I'm ready for them. <laughs> okay. First question Mental health is a national discussion. Post COVID, now, what was your viewpoint on the subject before COVID? Before COVID, um, well, before COVID, it was a little bit more personal for me. Um, everybody deals with mental health different, um, but before COVID, um, I had hit a breaking point when it was just like, I don't know what I can do to make me feel better. Nothing. And there was nothing that can make me happy. It was nothing. I have, you know, four beautiful children. They couldn't help. You know, I, I have a spouse. Um, it, it was just like nothing could give me that fulfillment that I needed. And at that point, I felt like I needed to speak to somebody because nothing was making me feel better. Um, and then, of course, you know, depression and anxiety is so cliche when it comes to the Black community because I feel like we don't take it serious. You know, we come from a society when our parents and our grandparents say, just go to church, you know, pray about it and it'll be okay. And it will be okay. However, sometimes people need a little bit more help. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like with me, you know, when I always receive that advice, I always would say, well, God, you know, he created these people to be psychologists Mm -hmm. and psychiatrists. It's up to us to utilize them. Um, So that was my initial start when it comes to looking at mental health simply because I didn't have that guidance as a young child, as a teenager, or even in my twenties or in my thirties, I didn't have that. I, I, you know, I was raised in a society when I thought like, you know, that person is over there is crazy or they just need to go Mm -hmm. to church or they need to, you know, they need to just, you know, talk to the pastor or take a nap or whatever the case may be. I, I didn't realize that to my late thirties that mental health is important. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't take it serious. And I think it's a lot of people that's missing out on some really great resources um, because they're afraid. Yeah, you can do both. You can definitely do both. You will hear that, oh, you're going to see a therapist. Wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Trying to get some help. Yeah. (laughs) Kelly's crazy. If you don't (laughs) get that help, and it might not be in the most productive way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... 
when was like when you first decided you was going to do it? Was it recent or a while ago? Uh, my breaking point was um, it was just a really rough year at work. It was a rough year at work. It was a rough year in my marriage. It was a rough year for just period. And mm-hmm. I literally like no matter what I did, whether it was drinking or whether it was other type of resources that mm-hmm. I was using to make me happy, nothing, nothing was fulfilling that. And one day I just was like, you know what? My life would be so much better if I took my car and ran it into a tree. That was my breaking point because I knew that I had children that loved me. I knew I had parents that loved me and I knew I didn't want to do anything to remove myself from that. So I knew I said at this point, I know I have to get some type of help, whether it's from a doctor or whether it's from just a regular therapist. It's something that I need to do to make sure that I'm around to, to be the parent that I needed to be. And that was my breaking point. It was just like, I need a, a psychiatrist. Let's get a psychologist. Let's get a therapist. Let's get them all on a team to get me back on track, to be the Kelly that I know that I, you know, I'm typically used to being. Those, those thoughts are real. Yeah, they're super real. They're I, super I, real. In high school, I attempted suicide for a week, but mm. God working with where you are. So me against the world was my album. I would go play that. <laughs> there you go. Whatever helps. Whatever helps. We mm-hmm. all need that 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 escape from reality. But we always, you know, no matter what we escape from, we gotta come back. And sometimes we don't have the tools to get us back on track. That's where our physicians come in. That's where you know therapy comes in, and it has been a tremendous help. I promise you, I get on my therapist's nerves. I have two. <laughs> I get on their nerves. They are sick of me. When I come through the door, they're like, okay, what's popping now? But I make sure I'm there to make sure, of course, that they can talk me through that. Take talk me off the ledge, you know, or talk me through whatever I may be going through. And it may not be something as serious as what I was going through before, mm-hmm. but you are we always need somebody just to talk to. And and, and it's helpful. Now, what was your family response? You let them know you was gonna seek therapy. So my spouse, um, you know, he understood because he's had his own personal challenges with, you know, his battle with mental health. So he understood. Um, I didn't share it with, you know, my family, my sisters, with my friends, because I was in fear of them not understanding what I was going through. So I had a, a, you know, um, I had a, I don't want to call it a podcast, but I was a a vlogger for a while called Hennessy and Mimosa. I remember that. Yeah, it was it was my escape. It was, you know, if I couldn't talk to anybody, I would talk to Hennessy and Mimosa. And then I'll share it. And whoever watched it, watched it. Whoever didn't, didn't. But that specific um, that specific show that I did on Hennessy and Mimosa on mental health reached so many people. It reached so many people. And I had my best friend reaching out to me. He's like, I had no idea that you were feeling that way. I get it. You know, I had my mother reach out to me like, I'm so glad that you didn't run your car into a tree because I need you here. But I had Mm -hmm. also so many people reach out to me like, you have no idea how much this helped me because I was dealing with this, too. And I thought that I was alone. And that was the positive feedback that I was hoping that I received Um, because I I knew that I wasn't the only person. No, it's a lot of people having thoughts. A lot of people. And I shared it right after COVID. So I knew that, you know, that. I, it was probably more people feeling that way after COVID because we were all in our own little personal spaces. So mm-hmm. I'm super glad that I, I got the courage to share it at that point. Um, 
So I, I feel like I got a lot of positive feedback. I didn't get any negative feedback. Okay. I felt like a lot of people understood exactly what I felt. Now, if it was negative, they probably kept it to themselves. But I, I got more positive than anything. Like Kelly, we, I get it. This is how I felt or I didn't know how to express it or I'm afraid to express it because I don't want anybody to feel like I'm crazy. So thank you. So after that, I have, I've been an advocate for mental health ever since. I share it. I am proud of it. I don't care what anybody thinks of it. I'm here because of it. So I'm thankful and I'm happy to to share my resources. I have sent my therapist contact information to so many people, which is pretty bad because I'm like, I don't want y'all to take my therapist. Get your own. I, I can barely get an appointment with him now. <laughs> But I'm super, I'm super glad you. that that they. I'm happy to share it. I've given that number out, and I'm happy. <laughs> and it's cool that they created a national number. I got to go across the screen. If you have a mental health issue, mm-hmm. you need the help. Call nine eight eight. Yeah, mental health professional will help you. Yeah, and 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 I. It's glad that I'm happy that we have those resources now that can yeah. help so many people. I'm so thankful for that. That's true. So your first time going, what was that experience being in there and when you came out? So I went to therapy as a child. For whatever reason, my mother put me in therapy as a small child, whether it was me dealing with a new step parent or whatever the case, she put me in therapy. So I have already had experience dealing with a therapist when I was younger. However, I didn't have experience dealing with a therapist as an adult. So my first time talking to a therapist, I just cried the whole thing. I just cried and I don't know why I cried. Then to get it out. I had to get it out. And she just she just sat there and she's like, Yeah, you're depressed. Yeah, you have anxiety. That's all it is. I had seen my doctor for it before and they just gave me medication, but I didn't want to take medication. I wanted to talk about why I was feeling that. Yeah, you gotta unpack it. I had to unpack it. That's exactly what it is. And that first visit was full of tears. And she's like, okay, um, can you come back in a couple of days so we can actually talk? And I'm like, yep, I'm here as often as you want me to be here. That second visit was a little bit more of a breath of fresh air. Like, now I know what the issue is. Now I know that what depression is. Now I know I'm dealing with anxiety. What can I do to get through it? Now, that's the doctor's standpoint of it. And then I saw my therapist who I spoke to. She's a little bit more faith-based. She's a little bit more like, yep, like talking and understanding. It was Mm -hmm. such a breath of fresh air. It was just like I was able to get it out judgment-free. Of course, you talk to your friends, you talk to your spouse, you talk to, you know, your family. But in the back of their mind, you don't know if they're judging you. That's true. It, It was literally like a breath of fresh air. It was just... I felt so much better. It was just like I was able to breathe. And I actually, I was looking forward to it. I was like, okay, so when we talking again? Like, we talking next week, girl? How often you want to see me? Because it was just, I look forward to it. I look forward to, even if nothing's wrong, I look forward to just kind of unpacking what I had been dealing with and learning how to cope with it. And it, it, it's been on ever since. That's really amazing because... I mean, unfortunately, if you grow up in an urban community, that alone is like war stories. You know, nobody was going to therapy, you know, especially in our area. You know, if you grew up anywhere off Finko, nobody was going to therapy. Yeah, you feel like you're a veteran. You graduated from Cooley because they were shooting all the time. 
Man, they about to have a game fight, so don't leave at the fifth hour. Like, all right. Yeah. Just all that. You always <laughs> got to be playing chess. Like, okay. Why these dudes looking at that dude in the wrong way at chemistry? Hey, man, we need to go. They, yeah. they ain't looking at the board. They just straight looking at that dude like it's a problem. And then you got to think, yeah. like, you shouldn't have to deal with that. No, nah, you, you know, should in, in high school, you should not have to deal with that. But we did. And, and yeah. we we just dealt with it. We didn't talk to anybody about it. It was just like a normal thing. And just for us to be teenagers dealing with things like that, that's not normal. It shouldn't be normal. No. Nah. We should have had those resources that we should be able to talk to. Like our kids have today. Like my daughter was... Uh, wrapped up in that Michigan State shooting. Man. They had resources all around for them to talk to, and I'm thankful that they had that. We didn't have those resources at, at that age. Before I left Wayne State to the job I got now, we had a active shooter training, and I'm sitting there like, we are really going through with Wayne State police if someone run on this campus and shoot. What the hell does world come to? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you hear down the road, like, Michigan State got her? What? Mm -hmm. Oh, hell no. Yeah, you, you want to talk about something that's scary as a parent. I can't imagine how she felt being locked in that closet for hours by herself at work and can't even communicate with us effectively because she's too afraid to speak. Yeah, you don't know if they're still looking. Yep, exactly. So I, I can't imagine, you know, what she's dealt with. Um, but the only thing I can do, I'm grateful that Michigan State had those resources if she wanted yeah. somebody to talk to. A lot of my issues back in high school, gin and juice and blunts. Really <laughs> that didn't help you. Yeah, it it kind of got you by. <laughs> I kept a three pointing up, but that that's don't I don't recommend no one medicate like that if you got a problem in high school. Yeah. And I think that's how we're taught to medicate. We're taught to to kind of brush it off or experience those things and and kind of just move on with our life. We nobody ever talks about that. No. That I mean back then I did, I used to hate all the men's society type movies mm -hmm. cuz I was knowing people getting murdered. But we graduated in 96, I had been to like nine funerals. Like I don't want to watch that on screen cuz I'm I just heard about someone. No. And as a, as a teenager, nine funerals, mm -hmm. that's insane. And there's always some minicide type. They shot the car. What the? What? Yeah. Damn. Mm -hmm. You're trying to process that because everybody like, man, we were just hanging out, barbecuing, playing dominoes, and they gone. Like, wow. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. These are our friends. These are the people we grew up with. It's like, that's that's insane. And you gonna tell me that we didn't need therapy or counseling when we no, were we, we should have been the first in line. So I wanted to play football. My mom wouldn't she wouldn't clear me. That would have been my little escape. Just hit the quarterback, try to hurt him. Mm -hmm. And my man wants you to be hurt. I get it. Yeah, but that was I wouldn't had I wouldn't had no drink, no weed, because I'm just trying to hurt the quarterback. Yeah, you he's can't do that in football. All my problems. I didn't get any, I just wanted to have his hands shaking. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Let me do it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Probably why some people do play sports. You get that, get that stuff. Out it's an you. escape. You escape from reality. That's you know. That's what whether it's sports, whether it's a hobby, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol. It's just like. But then what I had to realize is, you eventually you're not high no more. That alcohol, you sober, and it's like yeah. At some point, you got to deal with real life. 
Yeah, because my thing was, well, my dad died at 12, so you got to figure out life for me. I don't get a family screwed up. Uh, 96 is approaching. He ain't going to see you graduate. I'm going to drink. I ain't going to think about it. Uh, you so, brother. He still ain't going to see you. And Devil started talking like, Man, you want to do something harder? No, ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I might as well drink some more because I don't, I don't want to feel what I feel. I don't. We're not taught mm-hmm. to, to no, learn how to control our emotions or the mm-hmm. the negative emotions. It's we are squirting. Because it ain't people love using this toxic masculine. I think that's a little misconstrued, in my opinion. Very so You shouldn't say, well, you're a boy, you shake it off. No, yeah. we got emotions. We yeah. need to process them and unpack them because you might flip out. Yeah. If you don't. Very true. You know, and a lot of stuff, a lot of people, when we reminisce some things, you're like, man, maybe we just had to jump over the wall and they shoot at a party. You laugh at it now, but you are start unpacking from that perspective. Like it's trauma. It's not really <laughs> one thing to say. We 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 Indiana Jones trying to find a way out where they were shooting. That's not really fun. Right. It's it's really <laughs> trauma that we have dealt with. And we can't wear like a badge of honor, like, nah, then you get in the real world. See, it's so much hierarchy, systematic stuff in place. Like, man, I gotta deal with this. Mm-hmm. Then you yeah. get then you get a family. Yeah. And now you got some big boy, big girl pants to put on like, oh, you getting on my nerve today. <laughs> Here, hundred dollars. Just go go do something. Just get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't do nothing wrong. Just just leave. I, just, I want some peace. I want some me time. I want some quiet. That's what I want. <laughs> and I thought old school people were crazy and they said they were like, live a little bit more. And I found myself in my marriage, like, hundred dollars. Go, go, go to your dope dealer, Joey. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You want to look at some cartoons and I don't want nobody here. Four hours at least. Hell, take more. <laughs> Come back you later. Need, you need that break and you need that peace. The hell she would do it to me. Like, okay, I I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm like, some old people went crazy there. I'm like, what do you mean you're gonna tell them to get out the house? Like, what? Yep. But it's real. Mm-hmm. Now, how has it been with you and your spouse since you've been gone? Has it been helpful? It's been helping me, it, but I will, you know, complete transparency. It's it's rough, you know. It's it's rough if 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 I'm dealing with something and he doesn't know how to make it better. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed because again, he's had his own personal journey with mental health, so he understands how I feel. He knows, you know, what it feels like. Depression feels like he knows when something's wrong and you don't know what it is. You don't know how to fix it. So I will say I'm very blessed in that aspect when it comes to depression, when it comes to him understanding what I'm going through. You know, it's just a a matter of whether we'll do therapy together or I do therapy by myself. Or if I'm, you know, having an issue or something, I'll say, hey, I think my depression is creeping back up. He's like, I get it. I understand. I know how it feels. Let me know if it's something I can do. Okay. And, you know, I, I'm I'm grateful. And I can't say, you know, with any other spouse how that may work because a lot of people don't understand depression. A lot of people may not understand, you know, anxiety or times when you don't even want to leave the bed. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm grateful in that nature when it comes to how he's able to adapt to my depression because he's experienced it. I've only ever experienced that after I got my degree and I was still at Wayne State's custodian. 
applying for 50, 11 jobs every day. Like, I'm still here. What the hell? Uh-huh. <laughs> you I be gone. Right. And I'm like, you depressed. Like, what? Nah, like. You don't man, you know. You gotta go in the corner, man. You, little, you gotta shake this off, dude. You you don't know. It, it's something that's so scary because it's like, why am I crying? Why am I sad? Like I have, you know, everything that I could possibly desire and probably, you know, want more, of course. Mm-hmm. But why am I so sad? Like I'm healthy. My children are wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, why why is it? And it's just something that, you know, you have to learn to adapt with and deal with. And that's what therapy is about, allowing you to be able to it doesn't cure it but you you're able to maintain it and you know how to handle certain moves and you know how to handle certain sadnesses and, and, and you know and, and it's just about being adult enough to know i need help yeah i'm looking to probably just to unpack one day just to go yeah so I'm, i've been i've been accustomed to figuring out on my own <laughs> And sometimes, and we have to realize we cannot figure things out on our own. That's true. Now, overall, since you've been going, have it had you changed in some matter of your outgoing lifestyle, hanging out type stuff? I don't. That has not changed. Okay. Um, what has changed is how I react to certain situations. Um, I've learned how to. Um, not be I don't want to say be so emotional because being emotional is not a bad thing it's not a negative thing no matter what people tell you emotions are natural for anybody we all handle emotions differently but what I've learned is how to react to certain or how to respond to certain things I'll say that um but when I'm down I sometimes have to make myself uh, like I had, I'll give you an example. Last week, uh, my friend was just like, let's do something. Let's just go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I was so down for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I did not want to leave my bed. However, I made myself get up, get dressed and just go. I didn't want to. I, that was the last thing I wanted <laughs> to do. I did not want to leave my bed. Mm-hmm. But I made myself do it, and I felt so much better. Sometimes you just have to force yourself to, to kind of put yourself in a situation to kind of make you uncomfortable so you can feel like you again. And I felt so much better that next day. I, I'm like, I feel happy. I feel good. You know, I can. I, I feel like myself a little bit. So I think sometimes you got to make yourself uncomfortable to adapt to certain situations so you can make yourself feel better. It hasn't changed who who I am as far as you know me being outgoing. I think that's just who I am. Yeah. It, just, it just you know changed the amount of things that I may want to do or how I react to certain things. Okay, I get that because earlier seasons there'd be times when I was doing I was oh my god I was doing the money to Saturday. Well, I don't mm-hmm. feel like doing this right now. Mm-hmm. But you made commitments. Suck it up. God, I hate those commitments. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do that to myself. I'll commit to something because I know I won't do it if I don't commit. So I'll commit to it because I know I'm not going to disappoint somebody else. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Even though I I know that I don't want to, but I I think I just, that's me forcing myself to do it. Man, I appreciate this calendar app that came out because I was. 
Don't you need to be at work. Age. <laughs> Man, that thing is a life saver. I used to be at work. People call me. I want to be a guest. Okay, write it down. And when I get, oh Lord, you you overbooked it. <laughs> I don't know. You real late in the game. I've been adding things in my calendar for years at this point. No, but they got that calendar. Calendar leave, whatever you call it, mm -hmm. where you send that link mm -hmm. and then people can schedule. Hmm. I don't that's a good idea. I I, I won't do that though. Too many yeah, people did. I was doing it by paper it. and I wound up doing five shows in a day because I'm like, dang, well, if you move up an hour, you move up an hour. The next five hours, I'm just gonna be doing show after show after show because y'all y'all did commit. And I I'm I wasn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. But that helped <laughs> me dress like no, here's the link, pick a day and time. Oh, I got it. Cool. We cool. We good to go. <laughs> we yeah. doing it. Uh, I was on the. Dang. They say three or four. Like, oh my god, we got five shows. So you leave it to some everybody else to schedule it. No, I was doing it like a full okay. day work. Okay. Okay. But I ain't realize. Oh no, I can't do four o'clock because I got somebody. Yeah, I do ah. four. When I do that five, like don't got somebody. Like now, look at the paper. Like, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> well, if they all move up an hour, you could do it, but that's five shows. That's a lot. All day. That's a lot. And I was doing that a lot for a hot minute. I'm like, okay, slow down. Don't take no calls or emails at work because mm -mm. mm -hmm. you ain't paying attention. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I got to season 10 in two years. I was doing sometimes three a day. That's a lot. <laughs> Especially if you have a regular job and a family at home and a social life, that's a lot. But it's a lot. Yeah. But it, it, I've definitely have gotten feedback that people rock with it. Mm -hmm. Thirty-one countries be watching, which I'm still like, oh, I respect that. That's wonderful. Because I like being to myself. You know, I do music and all that. But like, man, you gotta talk to people. <laughs> danger, danger. <laughs> oh man, they're gonna look at me. <laughs> but God will get you out your comfort zone. Like, nah. Well, I didn't have a show planned. And after I saw your post, I'm like, dang, she really be posting about Alex. I'll go see a therapist. You need to get on the show to talk about this. I'm telling you, it, it is All the right. best thing that I have ever done. I am, I would tell everybody, get you a therapist. And get you two if you need to. I had one one of my ladies. She's 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 super sweet. She's mm -hmm. really she's really religious though. So okay, I, I, I slip up sometimes. So I, I feel a little <laughs> uncomfortable because she's older. I don't want to be cussing in front of her. And I'm like, okay. You. So I'm like, so some things I don't tell her. Yeah. I go to my other therapist. I'm like, let me tell you what the hell that happened. You know, so he God. is, so it's two. I have two, a man and a woman. And I'm I'm really kind of now focusing on the man uh, simply because I sometimes just got to let it out. And some of the things, you know, I it may not be PG-13. So mm -hmm. it is what it is. And he understands that. And I, I kind of go to him. But if I need that warm hug, grandma feel, okay. I'll go to her. You know, I'm like, if I want somebody to, she'll tell me how it is. And don't get me wrong. She don't sugarcoat anything. <laughs> However, if I need that warm and cuddly feeling, like if I just need that comfort, I'll go to her. Um, him, if I need something straight, like this is what's going on. What do I need to do? 
he like, oh, you, he, you know, you, you effed up, you know. So <laughs> I'm going to him. I, I stick with him now because I, at this point, I'm in my rated R therapy. I, you know, I I, you. I'm going off. I'm cussing. I, I'm doing whatever I need to do. I mean, sometimes you got to get it out. You got to get it out. It's required. I had a therapy session with him last week, and he's just like, okay, can we take a break? Let's take a breather. And I'm like, okay, I know that was a lot that I unpacked, <laughs> and I probably used, used some chosen words that I should not have, but yeah, what yeah. I got to do? <laughs> got to get out. because It's better you get it out there than you crack somebody with a bottle of the head. And that's what I do not want to do. I don't. In the world we live in, man, so and so, she, her, I got the footage. Like, oh, let me, oh, dang. I'm not trying to be on nobody's crime in a D on the shade room <laughs> for busting somebody's windows out. Cause I sometimes you feel like that. You do. And can you just imagine how many people keep that emotion in? I had to let it out. How many people keep that anger and those emotions in? And then at some point they just explode. What, what do you think happens when you explode? Tons of things. Oh yeah, you know. I remember when my coworker did that. Hand to work, hand all taped up. I'm like, so you bust the windows out. How did you know? Like you were going through with this dude, and you know, <laughs> your hand all taped up like you've been wrestling in a cage match. Like, yeah. you thought you was hanging out to somebody. See, she could. She should have went to my therapist, <laughs> talked to them, save herself a probably a felony charge, and then you know, did what she had to do. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like busting windows out weekly. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, <laughs> I got to make sure, of course, I don't do that. I oh, am man. way too girly to be in jail. I cannot be in an orange jumpsuit. I would not make it 24 hours in there. So I, that's why I do therapy. So that doesn't happen. Oh, <laughs> that, that's why I do it. Because I cannot go to jail. <laughs> yeah, because you don't come over as a pop-up. <laughs> I, I, I can't do it. I promise you, I, I, I can't go to jail. You busted up. Uh-uh. No. I, I just you think about it. You do it in a movie scene. I, I would do it in a movie scene. Yeah. As long as I'm able to go home and sleep in my bed, I mm -hmm. bust out whatever windows y'all need me to. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, did you, you, You've been on podcast before, haven't you? I've been on one before, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I ask everybody the Yoda game question. Okay. What advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? Oh, that's a good question. Um, a lot of prayer. If if you have somebody that you pray to, pray. A lot of self um, evaluation. I am an advocate also for self help, like self love, self help. Get you a quiet space and talk to you. Talk to God, talk to whoever you pray to, and find out. Ask God for answers. It's been so long. I, I used to always wonder, and um, I used to always wonder, like, when, when people would say, God told me this. God spoke to me. I'm like, well, how do you, how does God talk to you? How do you hear them? How, how do you, like, how do you understand that? And, and to it, officially, like, it, it, it happened to me one time. I literally was praying to God for something. And I'm like, please, just give me the sign. Very clear as day. What you want me to do? What, what, what am I here for? What, what am I doing? And I heard it clear as day. And I was talking it. I was talking to myself, but I had to realize 
this is God showing me exactly what my purpose mm-hmm. is and what I'm supposed to be doing. I didn't realize it at that time, but I was saying it so like out loud, but I was answering myself and I had to realize this is him telling me, girl, this is what you need to be doing. This is what your purpose is. Find you some space and just talk to yourself and and pray and just kind of ask what your purpose is. And I feel like the more you do self-evaluation, the more you'll find what your purpose is. And that's what I had to do. I didn't, I didn't, even at 43, I still don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. I don't know if whether I'm supposed to be doing makeup. I don't know if I'm supposed to be processing loans. I don't know. So I'm still searching for my purpose at 43. But I think the more you do self-evaluation and the more you kind of talk to yourself and ask God what you're supposed to be doing, I think that's how you'll find it. That's a double answer. Lord knows he had to drag me to do this. So listen, it, 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 you may not get your answer you may want to get, <laughs> but you're gonna get your answer. <laughs> Some people like Jeff, you said I can naturally doing this like I do. <laughs> man, that dude has like man, look here. You, you gonna you gonna you gonna help me find a purpose, like man. You I, I, ain't, I ain't Moses. What you talking about? <laughs> what the hell is a purpose? You know, go figure it out. Like man, this dude trip. And just imagine how many people you helping. You said how many countries? 31. 31 countries. How many people is hearing your voice? And like, uh, you know, the people that you have on, that's your purpose. That That's wonderful. It is weird because I'm, I'm good at it a little bit. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> You're great at it. I never thought you could tell me he's in high school. You're going to like, not me. Yeah, I think you're good at it. Hmm. <laughs> you good at it too. Well, thank you. thought about doing the show? I mean, with the Hennessy and Mimosa, I did think about it, but I wanted to make sure that it just wasn't a show. Just it just wasn't something like fun. I wanted to make sure it was something that 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 helps people. You know, as as a young child, I dealt with self esteem issues. I've dealt with horrible body image issues. I've dealt with all that. So I think I need to find out exactly what type of show that I would like to do and how it can help our community. Okay. So I have thought about it. I think I got that personality to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm like, Yeah, I could, I could see you with a show. Mm-hmm. Would you keep that name or you would change it? Mm, I'll probably just do my first and last name. My first and middle name, I mean. I, I, I'll keep like the Hennessy. I'll keep the mimosas to make it seem like it's something enjoyable. I may take the Hennessy off. I don't know. It's a dope name. I like it. I, I think Hennessy and Mimosa was for, I started Hennessy and Mimosa because I wanted to, I was turning 40 and I wanted to do several things every month to check off my bucket list. Okay. Whether it was something I had never done before every month up until me turning 40 to the end of the year. That's why I started Hennessy and Mimosa. Okay. I started the same year as COVID. So we were not able to do anything. So that's why the direction changed to us, whether or not it was talking about how I was accepting my kids going off to college or whether it was something else or whatever the case may be. It kind of changed the direction of it. Uh, So I may still probably keep that name, but kind of just change it to a little bit more of a positive community thing. You know, uh, people drink. You know, people, Hennessy and Mimosa was just something that brought me joy. Um, it was, you know, whether it was, you know, 
mimosas with my girls or mimosas with my family or whatever the case. It was just something mm -hmm. that made me happy. So that was the name of it. Um, but I wanted to get something deeper. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that name will kind of go off of something deeper, but it, it's, it's just something that's enjoyable. Yeah. Well, conversations with Kelly or something like that. Yeah, I think it's a good way. That's a good way. Might have a conversation with her. Yeah, yeah. I definitely see it. And did you enjoy yourself on the middle ground? I loved it. Awesome. I did. I did. Yeah, and I'm so grateful. Uh, I appreciate you. Yes, <laughs> I am so grateful because you are doing big things and 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 you are getting you know help to people that may not even know that they need help. That's a great point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't know that you need help. I mean, sometimes you need to be directed in that. So it's been great, and I, I definitely appreciate you reaching out to me and and asking me to do so. Whenever you know anybody asks me about my journey with mental health. I I will talk your ear off because I feel like it's wonderful for everybody and it truly saved me. It, it truly did. And I'm still, a, I, I, I still have my challenges. Please, I'm not healed by, by far. But, you know, it's something that I am working through and I'm grateful for it. I mean, it could be mental health and social issues type show. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. My brain won't cut off now. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking it all in. Give me all those ideas. <laughs> yeah, I, I never see that. Have to, have to do something with that. Oh, definitely want to thank fellow Cooley High alum, co-CEO, makeup artist with Doll Faces Makeup Artistry, Kelly Edge, for sharing her story and her journey. And again, the number is 988 if you need mental health help. And that's the reason why I asked to be on the show because she she out here like pocket with it. Like, go get therapy. You had a picture where you was sitting in the office, like, I'm waiting. Like, she about Listen, that life. That's all I, right. I'm early. I'm waiting. I'm like, sir, I'm ready. As soon as you call me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm mad when it's over. I'm mad. When we end early, I'm like, we still got 15 more minutes, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. Every week. I, I'm going to be there next week. I can't wait. <laughs> Awesome. I hope everybody have a great weekend. And tomorrow season finale for the ground floor where we talk about all might get your next show and then we talk about all types of social conversation. Let me know. <laughs> and everybody have a great night. Until next time. Thank you. Oh, gotta play the in outro. Three, one, three.